Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and putting us in your earbuds, as we say. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. I'm so honored that you would take some time out of your week as you prepare for this weekend at your church uh, to spend some time with us today. Today we have, you're in for a real treat. We've got a friend uh, and a great church leader, you know, some fascinating things going on at this church from Grace Community Church in uh, upstate New York. I guess you probably not considered upstate New York there. Uh, Adrian Schoonmacher, maker. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to butcher his name. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Rich. Thanks so much for having me on. No, I'm so glad that you're you're here. Now, Grace Community uh, is a multi-site church, you know, rapid growing. Uh, you know, we've kind of got to know each other over the last few years. Uh, but why don't you tell us a bit about the church and a bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Well, Grace, it's it's an exciting place to be. Uh, the The church started about 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and then it was about five years ago, five or six years ago, that uh, we just started to see an amazing, uh, rapid and, and for a while there, exponential growth in the church, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, largely through conversions, adult conversions, which was uh, just truly has been amazing to see. Mm-hmm. So the church, uh, like I think a lot of other multi-site churches around the country have experienced a double, triple, quadrupled in size over uh, a sh- short period of years. And mm-hmm. so uh, we're, uh, we, we often say around these parts that we're a, a church, a, a small church, Heart of a small church, learning to become a big church, mm. and uh, so uh, yeah, we're we're just uh, it's exciting to see all that that God's doing here and in, in in Orange County here in the Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. So we've uh, uh, myself, uh, my wife Joyce, and I we live uh, up here in Orange County, New York. We've got uh, five kids that we've met, and another one that we're going to meet at Christmas time, <laughs> nice. and. Uh, so uh, our oldest is 10, and they, uh, they range on down from there. So Nice. Nothing like having 10 kids under, or six kids under you know, 10 or 11 years yeah, old. That's, that's, right. that's yeah. great. That keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a time where we, ha- we had three in diapers at once. <laughs> wow, that's a significant amount of diapers. That's, uh, that's incredible. So for yeah. folks that don't know, Orange County, um, that's kind of you know, New York facing, you know, would you consider that suburbs there or is it even kind of a little farther out? What would you consider that a part of that? Yeah, it's yeah. even further out. I mean, if you drove around Orange County, New York, uh, it, it feels like lots of farmland and mm-hmm. uh, hill, hill country and uh, but it's a, it's a bedroom county of yeah. New York City. You know, the trains run out there, and mm-hmm. probably I don't know, maybe fifty percent of our folks commute into the city. Yep. And uh, yeah, but it's but it definitely feels rural. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world for sure. There, I love the few times I've had a chance to come out and visit you guys. It's been uh, fantastic. You know, and and you know, part of what I love about what's happening at Grace is. You know, this isn't the Bible Belt. This isn't people don't wake up on uh, Sunday morning in Orange County and feel guilty that they're not going to church. Um, you know, you're reaching a part of the world that you know it's just uh, you know it's a, it can be a challenging, not not the kind of place where you'd anticipate a, a rapid growing, you know, like you're saying, exponential growing uh, church. So it's you know, I think we have a lot we can learn from you. 
So kind of on the heels of that, um, you know, one of the things that I think has been great about your church is you've um, not only, you know, are we seeing a lot of growth there, but you've been able to raise up leaders, um, you know, and, and are doing that from a group of, you know, folks who are relatively new, new to the faith. How are you doing that? How are, you know, what does that look like for you at Grace? Well, it's a, it is definitely an experiment in progress, and uh, but but you know the the laboratory has yielded some great results. And it, it's tough to know, like you said, you've got so many folks who are newer to the faith, and where do you start? Because there's so much shepherding that's needed. There's so much leadership, and and whether it's group ministry or even just support ministry that's needed, mm-hmm. and and people with a great deal of passion and enthusiasm about their their walk with the Lord and, and now understanding purpose and calling and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do it a number of different ways, but one of the vehicles that uh, we're most recently excited about is a, uh, we just call it a spiritual leadership development experience. It's a, mm-hmm. we, call, we call it SLD or SLD experience. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, we started simply by saying to our, uh, our pastors and elders, who would you who would you recommend? We wrote up a little profile, a few mm-hmm. sentences, and said who who meets this kind of this kind of criteria, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what you sense about them that you'd recommend would walk through a leadership development experience, and and so we kind of started we started from there, and we actually just finished the first cycle was uh, last weekend, mm. and uh, the it, it was very moving. It was very. Uh, I, I mean, it was very moving to see how moved they were right. in sharing their experience, talking about how it was actually, I mean, the words they used were things like life-changing and <laughs> my, my uh, perspective on the gospel and on leadership is never, will never be the same, things like that. So, um, so that's, been, that's been a recent, really powerful vehicle that we've been using. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, how did people get into that? What would you know? What was the kind of you know? Give us the process by which someone heard about you know this and got plugged in. Sure, sure. <laughs> we went round and round on this for a while because the thought was, okay, if we just say to this body of believers at Grace, who wants to be developed as a leader? Uh, we knew we would. Have, uh, we just could never manage the response. Uh, I mean, there's so much hunger for that kind of a thing in the church. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we went back and forth, and what we landed on is saying, uh, let's simply talk to our current leadership in the church and ask them, would you would you recommend some names to us? And then mm-hmm. uh, knowing that there'd be folks who didn't get involved in the first, uh, the first cycle and uh, knowing that we'd miss all kinds of people, but just thinking we've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, we asked that question. We we drew up a, a description, just one page. This is what this experience will be like, and uh, we got probably I don't know, maybe two hundred fifty names recommended to wow. us. Wow. And we just decided let's invite them all, but let's try to scare them off too. <laughs> so so we we set a really high bar. I mean, the level of commitment was was very high to the process, and uh, and we probably had about a quarter of those folks. Uh, who said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested. And we had an application process that was intentionally discouraging. Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. It, yeah, sometimes it was, uh, adding friction is actually a good thing, right? It's It can slow yeah. down and it also, just simply by gating it like that, you're, you're ensuring that the people who end up in the program or end up in the ministry, um, you know, they have a high level of, of commitment. That's right. Yeah, it was exactly like that. And even the very first day when we kind of had orientation, 
uh, we just uh, continued to to communicate that that this is uh, hey after this session if you just think this is too much then just let us know and, and no no hard feelings you can bow out so it sounds like the Marines ring the bell thing you know it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that was our hope <laughs> yeah that's great well that you know um, you know that sounds very Jared to me he's a you know the, the kind of lead communicator there he is a you know he's a kind of straight shooter communicator and so that uh you know that's uh that's you know that's fantastic so where do you go from here what so you've had this now what is the kind of next step what's the process look like so uh we'll be you know it's it's been morphing as we go so one thing we're going to do is we're going to offer sort of a second year experience and uh, this this first year was very general it was the kind of uh leadership development that could be applicable and relevant to somebody who want, who we've got folks in there who feel called to homeless ministry hmm. we got folks in there who feel called to be a pastor one day uh, we've got people who say like I don't I, basically I'm an usher at the door but I know in my workplace I want to lead people to Christ more effectively hmm. so it, it was it was intentionally very broad brush strokes in, hmm. in its orientation this second year experience we'll be going into uh, we'll be offering tracks, uh, like a selection of five, kind of a menu okay. uh, in specific to church world mm-hmm. of areas you'd like to drill on, drill down on in your development. For example, um, one will be in the area of discipleship, uh, kind of one-on-one, life-on-life discipleship, mm-hmm. another in uh, lay counseling, another in teaching and preaching, and so forth. So uh, there's there's that for those who would like to continue and uh, and then I've encouraged many who walked through the experience th- this this school year mm-hmm. uh, to to say come come help me make this thing much more robust next year mm-hmm. and uh, think how much more effective it could be if I had ten people at my side that basically they've they've been through it they get it they, right they, absolutely they, so. Now, you using um, kind of leadership development as the the language. How do you see? You know, what's the connection between leadership development and discipleship? Are those you know related? Are you specifically using that language because it's more you know? Is it just easier for people who maybe haven't journeyed in the church for a while to get their head around? Tell me about that. Sure. Um, well, you know, I don't know how to speak really to the. I, I think leadership development. It just seemed. That language, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else we would choose that, right. that would make sense to folks right off the bat. Yeah. Um, but you know, to your point of the discipleship and leadership development, um, I, I guess for me personally, I just see that as being so much hand in hand. You can't really separate the two. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially when that whole conversation and that we read about and talk about in in uh, in the church world of finishing well and mm-hmm. and leading authentically leading from your heart all of those kinds of things that is uh, uh, it's so intrinsically connected to discipleship so mm-hmm. uh, I think any and this has been for me in my whole life anytime I'm developing somebody as a leader my assumption is I'm at least 50% of what I'm doing is just plain old discipleship you know that kind of goes back to that Jesus's call to the fishermen right it's mm-hmm. come come follow me and I'll make you a leader, right? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if you were, you know, so you've kind of gone through one cycle here. If you were going to do to do this again, you know, were there any places where you kind of misstepped? You'd be like, oh gosh, we got to fix that for the future. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the so the way we framed this out over it was it was about the length of a school year, eight mm-hmm. or nine months. Mm-hmm. The way we framed it out was uh, focusing first on on just 
heart heart issues, mm-hmm. the heart of a leader. Second, on the 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 habits of a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, more on just plain old skills, leadership mm-hmm. skills. And so, uh, I think that framework worked well uh, mm-hmm. for this kind of an initial introductory experience. Um, however, you know, <laughs> it was uh, we had a lot of people in the room, and to do real. Um, effective to give them effective personal feedback to right. work with them you know kind of deploy them into leadership experiences and to debrief one on one all of that uh we did not have nearly enough hands minds and and hearts involved in that and so uh i knew that to a degree walking into it but you really realize it once you're there so what to do better uh how to change that i i got to multiply the ranks of we had a few folks leading the way including mm-hmm. myself Mm-hmm. But I got to multiply that, uh, even for the if we had the same numbers. Never mind if it grows. Right. So which I, you'd anticipate it would grow because as you know, just it gets out there. People have wow, that was a great program. It was you know it was effective. Yeah. It makes made a difference. People are going to start talking about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Now, how did people? How did the um, you know? There's kind of the classroom component, and then there's getting connected to some real life experience stuff. Um, how sure. how did that work within this? Yeah, and that that would also be okay, okay. <laughs> our second area for improvement. But we we did have some of that. Uh, right. We uh, really, I'd say that probably the the clearest, the one that's e- easiest to talk about was uh, we looked at Easter Sunday, which we knew would be in the third trimester of this, so to speak. Yep. And uh, looked at that, and knowing, you know, just Easter Sunday being what it is, and so yeah. many uh, uh, n- new folks in the building, so many folks we hope and pray who would come to Christ. And so that and the week following, uh, what our lead pastor did was to make the invitation the week following for those who would like to grow and develop in their own walk with Christ, just mm-hmm. be discipled early baby mm-hmm. steps. And so the term that he used was a spiritual coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so we basically took this entire uh, leadership cohort that had been walking through this experience and we said, okay, you've been doing assignments and exercises every week. Uh, and, uh, some is on paper, some is experiential. Mm-hmm. Um, for the next six weeks, here's your assignment. And basically, mm-hmm. you're going to take the whole, all these folks uh, who uh, are indicating professions of faith and that they want a spiritual coach, and you guys are it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we assigned that for six weeks to them and uh, uh, paired them up with some other folks in the church uh, to be able to lead that out. And so that was a that was a great experience for them. If I could change uh, something about it, it, it would just be uh, that that debriefing and processing and kind of sharpening them through it. I'd do a whole lot more of that. Very cool. Anything else you'd uh, like to share with people that may be listening in before we jump on to the next part of the show? No, I, I think that's uh, no, that's about it. Except uh, I'd just say, man, I can't can't overestimate the import of taking the time, you're never going to have it, but taking the time to develop folks, mm. especially if they're saying they've got a, they've got a hunger and they're willing to commit to something. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't look at their prowess or their potential. Just if they, if they've got the hunger and they'll commit to it, just go there with them and mm-hmm. take the risk and develop them. 
This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round. That's just that, that part of the show where we ask similar questions of everybody on, that's on the show today. Super excited to have Adrian with us from Grace Community Church um, in uh, Orange County. In uh, It's just a, a great church. You should be following them for sure. So, you know, Adrian, what is a great book that you've read in the last, I don't know, you know, maybe six months or so that uh, has had an impact on your, your thinking or ministry? Sure. You know, there's, uh, I don't know if you know the name Reggie McNeil, mm-hmm. uh, but Reggie's written some great stuff. And this is this is not a newer book per se. I think he wrote it like in 2000, but it's uh, called A Work of Heart. Mm. And uh, I have reread that recently and uh, specific to this subject, especially of, of leadership development and uh, focusing on forming the person as opposed to forming the skills. Mm. I, a Work of Heart, fantastic book. Nice. Um, what's an online resource that you're using that's having an, an impact on your or helping your your ministry these days? <laughs> we have made great use of this. Uh, we love this tool. It's oh, called nice. Voxer. Voxer, okay. Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. It's just an app you can download on your smartphone. Yep. Uh, it has changed our lives as a staff and and uh, uh, and even with many of our volunteers and so forth. So I, you know. Forget about having to text in the car anymore. Forget about, uh, you know, you can just voice it. It's voice texting. It's voice, you know, it, we, we have many less meetings because of this. We have uh, it's lots of oil in the gears. I'm going to ramble about it if I don't stop. So I'll yeah, just yeah, yeah. No, that's great. So <laughs> do you use that for, like, group texting? You send, like, a voice blast out to teams? How, give me some examples of that. Yeah, yeah, we do that. We do, uh, uh, you do one-on-one, uh, just, you know, quick message to somebody you know you uh, I'll tell you the greatest benefit of it is uh, everything you lose in email in the way of intonation and inflection mm. and whatnot so as true. well as text messaging I mean our all of our email traffic is much lower all mm-hmm. of our texting is much lower our meetings are fewer mm-hmm. and we understand each other a whole lot more <laughs> right very cool nice well everybody will have to uh, check that out yeah. uh, what's another ministry that uh, is kind of inspiring you these days you're, you're watching there's a church in Pennsylvania uh, called Allison Park, Allison mm-hmm. Park Church, mm-hmm. and uh, they are, you know, I'm passionate about these areas of uh, developing leaders, discipling uh, new folks, discipling them into leaders, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, church planting, and they're just, they're just kind of a, uh, they, they're a place that's doing that, they're doing all of that, and they have a real strong belief in investing into very young people. Mm. and raising them up to do this and so uh i'm just watching i'm inspired just to watch them i'm I'm challenged and provoked in a really great way very cool yeah we'll have to check them out for sure um you know if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive today who would you want to get that time with and why (laughs) Uh, yeah i think about this question i um Okay, admittedly, all the time I always want to spend with folks, they're dead leaders. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's no, a very quiet so, conversation, though. Yeah, it, it is. It's it really is. one <laughs> way. <laughs> no, there's so many folks I'd love to sit with. But I, I often think uh, to, if I could ever sit with the President of the United States, yep. to, to sit with President Obama, uh-huh, um, sure. I would love even 15 minutes to hear him talk about what people just don't know right. uh, what they don't understand and, and the the weight of of leadership um yeah i i just i often think uh, there's so much we don't know and don't understand and i, I feel like i'd walk away just 
all the all the wiser and all the more grateful for uh, the burden he's got to bear. Very cool. We were in uh, D.C. earlier this spring, and um, I saw his motorcade drive by. At least I think it was his motorcade, and I'm like, well, there, you know, I I got I got to see him. Well, not really. Right. I saw his car. Or maybe they were just out training, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Right, right. We, you know, we were in D.C. with the kids, and we saw a uh, a, a motorcade drive by. Mm-hmm. I was almost certain it was not significant enough to be a presidential motorcade. Yeah. But you better believe I milked that, and I told them, "Oh, you better look out there, see if you see the president." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very cool. Nice. All right. So you know, being a, a senior leader in a busy church is you know can be a lot of pressure. Um, but you know, what do you do just to kick back, have fun, kind of relax? Um, you know, when you're just trying to, you know, enjoy life a little bit. You know, my, uh, our whole family, we've really gotten into biking, uh, bicycling over, over the last few years. So we've got this whole setup, uh, you know, the kids, uh, a bunch of them are young still. So we've got these trailers we attach to the back of the bikes and we got these tandem things. And so I, I can't even fit it in one car anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, but that's what we'll do. We'll take uh, we'll take the jeep and the minivan and and go out to the trail and and uh, it takes about an hour to hook everything up and then we just we we just ride out there together. I I love that. I love exploring uh, and you know other areas, just road tripping with the family. Our kids travel well, so nice. Uh, but but I you know I guess this season of life, it's like birthing at home and birthing in the church. Then right. uh, you know I'm usually my downtime is with the family. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing. Uh, Grace is a church you should be following. Um, Adrian's a fantastic leader if you want to um, you know, get to know them a little bit better. If people want to connect with you or the church, how can they do that? What's the best way to do that? You know, probably still for me, the easiest way is uh, uh, just my email address, adrian at graceoc.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I keep a blog, but it's very intermittent and... Uh, that's just my name, adrianschoonmaker.com. You can reach uh, me through there, too. Nice. Thanks so much, Adrian. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com, and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.